The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. This is Eastern Carolina's longest-running sports radio show. The Brian Bailey Show is on the air. The Brian Bailey Show is powered by Greenville Utilities and also brought to you by The Angus Grill, Bostic Sug, Bojangles, East Coast Grading, Gavigan Insurance, Greenville Auto World, Papa John's, Greenville Utility Company, Pepsi, The Rick House, Taft Taft and Hagler, and Tiebreakers. And now, here's Brian Bailey. Okay, happy Monday, everybody. Welcome into the Brian Bailey Show. On this Monday, we had a late change of plans. Head coach Mike Schwartz with Pirate Basketball was scheduled to be on with us for the entire hour. He had a situation come up earlier this morning, and he had to take care of it right after practice. The Pirates had practice this morning. He just sent me a text apologizing again. Uh, He will be on with us later on in the season, but uh, we hope everything goes well. We're not sure exactly what the situation was. I don't think it's anything serious, but he did say something came up that he had to take care of. So we will not have Mike Schwartz on with us today. We will have a little bit of a variety of our show. Brian Mito, our good friend who was with us in San Antonio this past week, he will join us to talk all things pirate football and pirate athletics. He, of course, works with the athletic department in East Carolina. Later on, we'll talk with Will Bland, head football coach at J.H. Rose. His rampants are the 25 seed in the 3A East playoffs, and Rose will play at White Oak. White Oak is the 8 seed and I think it's a game that the Rampants have a chance to pull off the upset in. We'll talk with Coach Bland about that. And then later, Zach Kaplan, who is the newest member of our Not On Your Side sports staff, he will join us. He is on his way from Greenville, North Carolina to Washington, D.C. to see the Wizards take on the Boston Celtics tonight. So we're going to talk to him coming up in just a bit. We'll kick off our show with our good friend Brian Meador right after this. Warren's Hot Dog Pizza, homemade lemonade. Hungry for game day, Pirate Nation? Take advantage of the Warren's Hot Dogs tailgate special of 10 or more hot dogs for only $1.75 each. And the best part? This special is available every day. Just call ahead and Warren's will have your order ready to go. Hungry for breakfast? Warren's Hot Dogs in Chocowinity opens at 5 a.m. with cheese biscuits, chicken biscuits, sausage dogs, and more. Warren's Hot Dogs in Greenville, across from Ron Ayers, or in Chocowinity next to the fire station. Go Pirates. Hey, Miles, isn't it amazing to think our family has been distributing soft drinks since 1923? It certainly is, Landon. And with that comes a lot of change. But what hasn't changed is our dedication and commitment to our customers. I'm Miles Menges. And I'm Landon Menges with Menges Bottling Group. Our family has taken great pride in refreshing our neighbors, and we are proud to have remained locally owned and operated for over a century. From our family to yours, we say thank you and are honored to be a part of this wonderful community. Here's to 100 as we celebrate our employees and our customers all over East North Carolina. From generations before us and to future generations. Cheers to the next 100 years. Cheers to the next 100 years.
The Angus Grill is your premier spot for the best burgers, cheesesteaks, and brisket sandwiches around. Join us for our unmatched variety of burger combinations. From the mushroom bacon Swiss burger to the jalapeno popper burger to the original Angus Classic. Pair that burger with our amazing onion rings, tots, fries, or sweet potato fries. Angus Grill, with four amazing locations in eastern North Carolina, including Winterville near Pitt Community College, on Jarvis Street in Uptown Greenville, and on Statensburg Road near the hospital. It's the best burger around, guaranteed. Turkey, ham, bacon, these and other meats are great around the holidays and every other day, but they all leave behind grease when you cook them, and grease is a real pain in the drain. When you pour grease down a drain, it cools and can clog sewer lines. That can lead to sewer spills, which are messy, bad for the environment, and can also be expensive. Never pour grease down the drain. Instead, collect it in a container like a used soup can or jar. Let it cool and throw it away in the trash. Together, we can protect our sewer system and the environment. For more information, go to GUC.com. The best burgers around. Everyone loves a thick, juicy, and fresh burger. Tiebreakers in Greenville, plus the all-new Tiebreakers in Winterville do real burgers better than anybody. So don't just go to any burger-themed restaurant chain. It's time to break the chain and eat local. Tiebreakers, real burgers at its best. Everybody loves burgers. This is Brian Bailey, host of The Brian Bailey Show, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, providing reliable utility solutions to the Greenville region since 1905. Now, back to the show. Hi, welcome back to our show. As we said, head coach Mike Schwartz had something come up late. He had to cancel his appearance on our show. He promises to be on with us coming up uh, later on in the season. He starts his basketball season a week from today against Ferrum. And East Carolina has a bunch of home games early on, and the Pirates were picked as high as fifth in the uh, preseason poll in the American Athletic Conference. So uh, good things ahead for Pirate basketball, it looks like, at least on paper, and we're getting ready to start that season. But uh, we hope to get with Coach Schwartz later on. As we said, we got a variety of topics to talk about. We kick it off with our good friend. This is our backup plan for the Brian Bailey Show, and Brian Medor is A, number one on the backup plan, but he wears that uh, badge proudly, don't you, Medor? Hey, I'm like the career backup quarterback, man. It's a good job to have. I have to take all the hits like you do. So <laughs> I just have to come in and say a few stupid things and make people laugh, and then I get on my way. Hey, there you go. Well, just don't get in any trouble because you want to keep your full-time job uh, during this whole conversation. Uh, you were in San Antonio. We were in San Antonio together. Pirates fall to UTSA 41-27. I know it's not what people really want to hear, but I think we did see some positives. We saw an offense that made some big plays, uh, that moved the football, that put some yards you know, on the counter, and they just uh, it, it's just one of those matchups where UTSA was probably a better football team at this point point uh but still I, I think going forward there is at least a couple of positive things which you couldn't say a couple of times this year with the offense after those games no you're 100 right and you're the no uh you know when people get down on a program the last thing they want to hear is somebody speak a little bit of optimism you want to hear you know people yelling and the pitchforks and the torches and let's go you know let's roll some heads and and um, let's go down that route and, and every you know everybody's doing it so let's go do it and and i did see positives and you know, unfortunately, we're looking at the positives coming in the eighth game of the year, and you're like, well, where was this earlier on? That's what the question that could be asked. You know, were we taking those shots? Do we do we have a guy, a quarterback we're going to stick with? Are we going to give him the rep so he's more comfortable out there? You know, does it all gel and start to come together? And, 
And I think in the positives you're talking about, you know, we have a couple of those receivers. I, I mean, I, I really like the direction some of these younger kids are, are going or trying to progress through with all the troubles. But, you know, there's still a lot of things they have to overcome. I mean, uh, you know, Flynn is he's taking a beating out there. And, you know, it's, it's hard to watch. On the, you know, from the up top, and then I get down on the on the ground, and you can hear the thuds and the hitting and the go, him going down, and he showed some toughness, man. I mean, that, that kid was taking some pops, and I remember you asking uh, Coach when we were shooting the coaches show after, and he was you know he was fired up after the uh, after the you know doing his uh, presser with the uh, the, lo- the our local guys, he was pirate radio, of course, making the trip. They were the only ones who in the area who made the trip, by the way. But uh, I, I really enjoyed seeing how he was fired up with us because uh, you could see it. You know, he felt like there's there's something going on here that we can get it rolling, get some of that momentum. But when you asked him about Flynn, he was like, yeah, well, he, he showed the toughness, but you know, he, he's got to take those hits, you know? And I was like, yeah, he was taking them. All right. At least that's what I saw. Yeah, I'd like to know the over-under on bruises for Alex Flynn after that game because, I mean, a couple of those times he would take off on quarterback scrambles and, and he wasn't looking to slide. I mean, he was looking like, like a fullback barreling through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't t- taking the slide part. I'm not, and I'm not throwing the uh, the line under the bus. You know, the, you, you could go look at uh, game video and decide who, why things were happening. Was, you know, was he taking his eyes off downfield too soon and looking to run too quickly, or was he running from his life because somebody overlaid on the offensive line and there's a charging bull coming at you? You know, it was probably a mixture of all of it. But, you know, when we were down around the goal line when they got the last touchdown and he took off one time and rolled and put his head down and took a shot, I was like, oh boy, I thought he was going to come up, you know, staggering, but he didn't. He popped right back up and and got back in there and he showed a little bit of moxie. I think we were all kind of hoping to see. And, and um, you know, you know, and I can't speak to what the coaches are going to do, but, um, you know, when a quarterback has the confidence of his, of his coaches, and he knows he's going to be the guy, you know, he has a different walk about him. Like he's not constantly looking to the sideline to see if he's going to get the hook or not. So that's just my perspective. I'm not speaking from anything I know from the inside, but I, I did like what I saw on that last drive to show a little bit of moxie and get in there and, and uh, get that last touchdown. And, you know, we've talked all year that a play here, a play there, and, and again, maybe that's a loser's mentality, but it's just it's just the facts that a play here, a play there in the Marshall game, a play here, a play there, you know, in the Rice game. I mean, there's so many things. And even in this game, you know, uh, Alex threw the interception in the third quarter that really, you know, took him out of that drive and, and it didn't lose the game for him, but it was another big play that, hey, if you drive down there and score, you know, you're right, you're still in the game. Yeah, you're 100% right. And, and that's not, it's not a loser's mentality. When you say our two or three plays would have gone our way, we, up until, you know, this past game, other than Ann Arbor, we led, we're tied, we're only down three in the fourth quarter of every game. You can't tell me three or four plays or two or three plays wouldn't have made a difference in those games. But the difference is good teams make those plays. And that's, that, that's where you've got to cross over from being um, a team that doesn't make those two or three plays to a team that does, whether it's execution, whether it was the right play call, all of it. It's all a part of it. But you've got to get those two or three plays to be a winning football team. And, you know, we're, we're down, I think it was at 14 at the time when he threw the interception or, or close, somewhere like that. And he's yeah. bad throw. He, he's got to throw that ball away to the outside, and I know he was under rush, he was under duress, and he threw it to the inside, it was picked off, he throws it outside, it's either going to be a touchdown or it's going to be an incompletion, and you live to see another down. So, but that's, you know, that, and then the fourth quarter, uh, I mean, the fourth down play, you know, when you saw Mike visibly on the sideline upset, saying you've got to throw the football, you know, that's that's a, an error as well, and those are the things, that you got to clean those things up, and I know people are tired of hearing, well, we keep hearing it every week, we got to clean this up, we got to clean that up, well, that's what has to happen. You know, and we can get frustrated and call for people's heads all day, but that doesn't get us, you know, any closer to, to solving the problem. 
the other thing that you hear a lot about right now is that this is coach houston's fifth year and, and i wanted to take time just to kind of discuss that a little bit because this is a fifth year that's unlike any fifth year any coach has ever gone through i mean and there are coaches going through their fifth years obviously but it's a different animal out there i i think and we talked about this weekend you're going to see a situation where teams have great years one year and they slide down and have terrible years the next year just because of the nil and the portal and everything that's going on you know some kids are going to get offers and they're going to look and say well i don't want to play behind that kid so i'm not going to go there then all of a sudden that team might be great one year and then they can't get the kids in because they've already got good kids in they can't get them in they slide back down i mean it's 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 not like you know your grand our grandfathers and our fathers you know teams that your fifth year you ought to be pretty good by then those are your players and you know bob bob Bob, you're supposed to be good that's just not the case now no it's not and this is this is a whole different game a whole different animal i think the nil sucks i think the portal sucks you know uh turning bristol into a dirt track once a year i think that sucks but the problem is this is the road they gave us that we have to navigate we better figure out how to navigate it or we're going to get left behind so you know coach has to has to do a better job of working the portal. Maybe, maybe that's an area. That's a fair question to ask because if, if, if coach says we should, we should have done better on the portal. Okay. Well then what are we going to do to do better in the portal moving forward? Because that's, that's the landscape we have to deal with right now. I think it sucks. I hate it. I hate that a kid can look at a coach in the office and say, I'm either starting next year or I'm gone. You know, I, you know, we'll make them sit out. You know, that that's a big deterrent for players just hopping from school to school. And, and I, I think it sucks. I can't stand it. And, you know, we've got to figure out a better way to navigate that thing. And, and obviously the, the, the NIL money is, is the big reason. And, you know, everybody kept saying this going to be the wild, wild west out there. Yeah, that's exactly what this has become. And every time I read uh, an article or anything else talking about just wait, it's going to be a mess. Well, with no real oversight of this or regulation of this thing, it is the wild, wild west. Wait for the corruption to start happening. It's going to happen. You know, you're going to see all kinds of shady things happening and where this money is actually going, what's going for. And, and I think I think it's terrible for college football. I hate the realignment. I mean, I'm, I sound like the get off my damn lawn guy right now because I sound like a curmudgeon. But you know, this is unfortunately the world we have to navigate in, and and they better figure it out. I, I don't I don't know the answer, man. I don't know that anybody does. Especially you know you have SMU, great example, thirty seven thousand dollars for every single kid on scholarship, at least minimum. That's oil money talking. I'm sorry, but the pine trees in eastern North Carolina are not worth all that. You know what I'm saying? So we can't afford to foul bid a lot of these teams to get players to come here. I don't, I don't know how you navigate this. I just looked down at our Facebook live feed and I looked at your picture and I swear I thought it was Coach Schwartz, but it was you. So I just wanted to say that. I looked down, I was like, oh, they got Coach Schwartz. Oh, no, that's, that is Midor. So, uh, yeah, you sound like you sound like get off my lawn. I, I like it. I think it's, it's Quick warranted. question, Bailey. Yeah, go ahead. So Midor is the ultimate fill-in. If Schwartz is unable to go this year, does Midor take over? I think so. I think he goes team? right. He goes right to the first seat on the bench. Right. I think you're right. I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, our hairlines are. I mean, I'm, I'm catching up with him real fast. <laughs> there you but, go. Well, I passed all y'all during the off season, but that's <laughs> another story. All right. So you know, and, and the thing about the NIL deals is that at some point, doesn't the NCAA or somebody come in and say, "Hey, look, you know, we've got to either put a got to put a cap on something, or you know, it shouldn't be a situation." where and it happens i don't know who you know who's everybody's doing it 
I don't know if it's a coach or if it's a, if it's a booster, but but you know, it used to be boosters couldn't talk to to athletes. But now somebody's calling them, say, hey, look, you know, if you want to transfer, we can get you such and such over here at, at Wacomac U over here, and I think we can probably get you fifty, maybe a hundred thousand dollars. You know, we want to talk to you. I mean, you shouldn't be having those conversations, and that that's just not right. No, it isn't, but SMU was ahead of the curve, weren't they? I mean, 40 years ago, they had it figured out. Yeah, they, they had it figured out a long time ago. They go back. Yeah, and I know everybody's you know, talked about that, but, I, you know, I mean, that's where the, the oversight and the regulation comes in. There isn't any. You know, there was no law in the old Wild Wild West. It was all corrupt law. So who's, who's doing the oversight stuff? Who's, who's actually, all right, look, we got this kid. He's making this much. Wait a minute. How do we know how much money he's making? Who, who's regulating? Who walks up to a kid and says, I can do this for you? I mean, I, I know players who are getting benefits from um, from local from people who are um, donor, or sponsor, I guess, partners of East Carolina. And I don't know that East even knows it's happening. I, I I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not suggesting there's anything corrupt going on. I'm just saying, how do you regulate it? If I walk over to to a, one of our players right now and I treat him to lunch, well, I can't. I work at the university. I can't do that. Well, let's say um, you did. You know, what if you you took him out to lunch? Well, right. five years ago, that's re- that's that is that's a problem. And I remember staying in the airport in Philadelphia. It was a layover for the, uh, the conference thing up in Newport, Rhode Island. And Shane, Shane Cardin is standing behind me. And I said, I got his uh, lunch. And, and uh, Shane said, hey, you can't do that, man. And I was like, oh, God, I'm sorry. I can't. I can't do that. I, I couldn't. Because I, I, could, I worked for ECU, I couldn't buy him lunch. I, it didn't even cross my mind. He's just a friend standing next to me. And he had two slices of pizza and a drink. I didn't think anything of it. But back then, that's a violation. Now, if I didn't work for ECU, Today you can get away with it, but who who reports that? How does that? How do you how do you how can you possibly quantify any of this to put it down on paper to say this kid got this from these people? You know what qualifies as nil? What, I, I don't. It's it's such a big mess that I, I don't know how to navigate that part of it. I just don't, man. I don't have the answer. I wish I did, other than to say don't. We can't do any of it anymore. But you know, uh, backroom deals happen all the time. They were happening before the nil came along. Yeah, I love the question that I have is 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 when these kids you know get the money that they do get you know who's who's working with them on taxes and who's working with them on hey you know if you get you know ten thousand dollars in cash you know you've got to report that I guess you have to report it I mean, who knows in this day and age but you're supposed to report it and you're supposed to pay taxes on it. Well, you know as well as I do, that's not happening. I mean. You know, I, I can walk over and give you a thousand dollars right now for letting me come on your radio show to rant, so that I don't go to the. Um, <laughs> I think you should. For that, <laughs> I mean, you, this may drive me to do it, man. I'm telling you, it's it's uh it's something else. To say. And, and you know, next year we get to you know we get to reload and get to know all the players all over again because who's going to be here? Yeah. Who, who's who's going to go? I mean, I feel I feel for the coaching staff, man, because the guys that they want to keep for next year, they're already having to call their parents this year to re-recruit them. Right. You recruiting the kids you thought you had. So when it used to be the days you high five and we got him, he's ours for the next four or five years, and we're good, we're off and running. And now it's well, we got to get, we got to re- recruit this kid again and again and again, and then go re- go recruit a JUCO uh, now. Now now let's go dive in and see what's in the portal. Oh yeah, that's right. We also have to do these high schools. I mean, it's it's a mess, man. You remember last December, we walked by uh, Coach Houston's office and came, just went in to say, hey, we were over there doing, I think, the Mike Schwartz show and walked in and say, hey, and he looked like he'd been up for three days in a row. Yeah. And, and we're like, Coach, you're doing all right. He goes, man, it's just, it's the dagnest thing I've ever seen. We're trying to recruit our kids, trying to recruit the new kids, yeah. trying to, I mean, and you could tell it was wearing on him back then. That was December. Yeah, and I know that goes on everywhere. And, and um, But you got a guy like, Dion, who calls a friend, you know, let's uh, let's pay this kid two million dollars to come play for us, and 
a heck of a recruiting job there. Nice. And, you know, I, I wonder too, like, let, let's say um, hypothetically we go out and find Sunshine. We got this golden locked uh, quarterback who comes rolling in, and we've got some owner in this hypo- hypothetical university. Sunshine. It's funny. Yeah. Sunshine comes rolling in. And what's, what are the players on the team who have been chewing that dirt for the last three years? say of sunshine who rolls in here with his rolex and his nice car i mean i how does that work i mean how would you doesn't it cause dissension in the locker room yeah i mean i i would think it would and, and i think it goes to the fact that not only do you have to find a kid that can help you talent wise but you've still got to figure out how to keep that locker room and like you said and and how to how to recruit kids that are that are similar to your kids that are blue collar kids from eastern north carolina and you may have to go out you're gonna have to go outside eastern north carolina obviously but uh to get some of those kids and then as you said and 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 i mentioned earlier coach schwartz was supposed to be with us he had something come up but you look at his basketball team that's one of the one things i wanted to talk about with him he kept a good nucleus of those kids i mean he's got a good nucleus back and he added some parts and that's why they're picked fifth in the american they may finish higher than that but you know he's got a really good they were you know this time last year i remember they were they were going to do a thing at, at Minji's coliseum like opening night with dunks and stuff and I, they asked me to host it and i was trying to learn players names and trying to put the faces together and you were helping me but now i mean we know these guys we know ezra osar and how good he can be inside and we know we knew rj felton before last year obviously because he was here the year before that but but some of these other guys i mean it's just it's really i guess you got to take your hat off to to coach that he's able to keep all these guys yeah we found out that brandon can actually shoot threes who knew <laughs> and he can <laughs> and he's really good yeah yeah, and then, you know, that's, I guess that's where getting back to Mike and his staff, you know, a fair question to ask is, how are you guys going to navigate this thing? You know, and that's, and what are we going to do in the offseason to, to fix the things that, that we can't fix all of it during the season? And I'm not one, I don't, I, I kind of fall into the Steve Logan line, line of thinking. I don't, you don't throw a freshman out there to get, to get scared. Or because you take that first hit and all of a sudden you've got happy feet and you're no longer looking to read, you're looking to run and get away from somebody tackling you because, you know, getting hit, it, you, your, your brain remembers it in the back of your mind. You may go out there and you go to play, you've got to run. I've talked to too many people like Shane who said, you know, once you take that first pop, you're thinking about it and your body knows it's coming. It's like getting a shot. All of a sudden, you know, oh boy, there's that needle. You know, so I don't, I'm, I'm cautious when it comes to throwing a freshman out into the, it doesn't mean you can't get them some reps. I'm just saying, I'd be cautious about throwing a freshman into the fire. And, um, you know, the David Guards of the world are, are few and far in between. And I just, I wouldn't want to see a kid get, um, emotionally or, or mentally um, uh, unstable uh, moving forward. So I get I get people calling for you know we want to see these younger kids out there. But me I'm gonna go win the whatever it takes to win the next game. Go win it. That's how I've, I've always felt that way. I, I understand it might help you next year, the year beyond. But to me I want to go win the next game. That's how that's just my mentality. I want this. I want to try to find a way to upset Tulane and get people feeling better. So those banks are writing those uh, loan checks on Monday. That's what you to say. Yeah, Tulane uh, is a 16 and a half point favorite. And last I saw, as far as that goes, Tulane ranked 21st in the nation, and they are a really good football team, very solid. Pirates pushed them pretty far last year on the road down in New Orleans, but uh, again, another tough game. Pirates have what Florida, Atlantic, and Navy, and then Tulsa, and so uh, a couple you know games that Pirates certainly can compete in, possibly win some games late, but uh, it won't be the season. No matter how many wins you get now, it won't be the season that Mike Houston and company 
wanted. Brian Medor joining us. As we said a couple of times, Coach Mike Schwartz was supposed to be with us. He had something come up. He will be with us later on in the season. So we're going to jump around a little bit. Will Bland will join us from J.H. Rose in just a few minutes. He'll preview that White Oak matchup. And then Zach Kaplan, the newest member of our Not On Your Side sports staff, will be on with us. So before we let you go, Medor, let's talk about those Cowboys a little bit. we got to get Kenny Curlins is listening. He wants to talk about it. Cliff can't wait to talk about it. He may turn your mic off while we're talking about it. That'll work. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, how about them Cowboys this week? Because what happened to the Cowboys against the 49ers? Because the 49ers have looked like trash since then. They sure have. Three straight <laughs> losses. Man. Yeah, I don't get it. And, um, you know me, I'm, I'm, uh, I've never been a I – I want, I want to like Dak, but he makes it so hard when he's having bad games and – but I, I, I know you were on the road. You went to Martinsville yesterday to see the race, and you didn't see the game. But I swear I thought about you during the game because it looked like somebody told Dak that, look, if you'll throw that football a couple of yards ahead of those receivers, they'll catch up to it, and you'll hit them in stride because I don't think he missed one the whole day. It was it was how, fascinating to watch. How many years have I been telling Dak? He completed a pass, but if it's down around his, his uh, ankles or behind him, yep. it takes away any chance at the yak. And I'm just like, you know, you just lead him. Purdy was doing that all day against us. Yeah. It was unbelievable. And, um, you know, oh, by the way, the race, it was like being at the airport and watching luggage go by on the conveyor belt. That's it was, terrible. It was so boring. It, it, would strung, it just strung out. And you just watch them go around and around and around. And usually Martinsville, you get some banging and. Yeah, and you're right there on the track. You can see every turn. You can see all the track. And I, I just like I was looking at my phone, uh, refreshing the Cowboys score the entire time wow that's too bad because i know that's a that's a neat place to see a race and i know you enjoy that for sure but you would have enjoyed watching he hit jake ferguson the tight end on just a great pass to start the thing off yeah Yeah, it was it was it was really good so yesterday can he do what how did the redskins do yesterday Uh, let's ask uh clip are you paying attention? Meter wants to know how, how the Redskins did yesterday. Yeah, do y'all not watch football? <laughs> oh, God. We didn't mean to give you, you, need me to give you an NFL scoreboard update? No, we were just wondering how your boys did. I was rooting for them the whole day, and so was Meador. We were rooting for your your commander, your Commodores. Well, it turned out the same way it does when I root for them every Sunday. <laughs> it don't go well. No, it was Ron Rivera's time is done. Yeah, his time is just about over, isn't it? Had a brutal, had a fourth down. Devontae Smith, they call it a catch. It's right on our sideline. It hits the ground. Our whole sideline's going nuts. And they call it a catch, and they don't. he doesn't throw the challenge flag. Ugh. And they end up scoring on, I think, the next play. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, just uh, – just. And it's, it's, somebody's putting it up right now about the uh, Rivera never saw the replay of the fourth down catch. That's why he didn't challenge. He, never, saw he never sees anything. He's, he's, did his assistant not see it? I mean, right. Somebody's got to see that. I just saw last week Washington hired some kind of analyst, some nerd, to do something. Is he not doing this? Like what? Do, I don't know. Yeah, evidently, it upsets well, me. I know. It's. I'm telling you. And again, I say this to all the betters out there: if you win money betting on the NFL, because it's fascinating to me, who would have picked Denver flat out to beat Kansas City? Denver's terrible. No. Can I say one more thing? Yes, you can say whatever you want to, Clip Brock. This it's goes Brian back. Bailey slash Clip Brock show. I'm very much like Medor as you're trying to celebrate the win. Medor's complaining about San Francisco three weeks ago. Yeah. I am fuming yesterday when we're beating the Eagles because I'm thinking about losing to the Bears and Giants. Right. And I can't get it out. Like, 
we could be actually doing something if we beat those crappy teams. And the but. Giants and Jets, what a great game that oh, turned out to be. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I just saw on uh, X that Brian Dayball, Daniel Jones was cleared. But Brian Dayball wasn't told that by the, the doctors until after the game. Wow. <laughs> Which is so look into that. That could be Man, a little spicy. I'm telling you. It's you just never know. I, football yeah. teams are corporations and they're so big and uh, it's just it's just but crazy. As Bailey always says, that just watching every Sunday, there's nothing like there's it. There's nothing like I'm it. Able, I agree. Even if my team stinks, man, I will be locked into to everything. Those that years that, my, that the Cowboys were really, really bad. And they had a lot of eight and eights, so I'll give you that. But they were bad a couple of years. I still watched every Sunday. Rooted for them. It's like it was a Super Bowl. You know, yeah. I, if it weren't for going to the race with Coach Mack, there's no way I would miss uh, watching a Cowboy game. But um, like Clip, I'm very grounded. And, and I see, I'm watching a follow on my phone. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. But I have to think about the San Fran game to ground myself because I know it's going to happen again. There you go. <laughs> we're going to stink it up against Washington. Howell's going to throw 400 yards and five touchdowns or whoever. The Redskins roll out there or commandos or commodores or whatever you're calling them. <laughs> if they, as long as they don't do it on Thanksgiving and ruin my turkey. <laughs> I don't just really, as Mike, as Mike Houston said, that'll piss you off in a heartbeat. <laughs> he, said, he said that a lot. I was surprised. He did that. All right. His testometer was about a 10. Yeah, he, it was up there. Brian Medor joining us. Medor, thanks so much for uh, your time today. We certainly appreciate it. We enjoy working with you. We enjoy going on the road with you. And uh, you've been a best friend for a long, long time. And we thank you for being on with us today. Hey, I appreciate the start for one day. All right, buddy. <laughs> there you go. Brian Meador joining us. Will Bland, head coach at J.H. Rose, is up next. The Brian Bailey Show rolls on after this. Let me show you what goes on behind the scenes when making a shakaroni. We create a shakaroni my way. An extra large pizza topped with extra cheese and extra pepperoni. It's a simple recipe. We take everything you love, then we build it bigger. Pizza gets bigger when you shakaroni. Hey, Pirate fans, Papa John's is the MVP move for game day or any day. Place your order online at papajohns.com and sign up for Papa Rewards. Papa John's, better ingredients, better pizza. Go Pirates. Do you want to go to the next ECU home game? for free? Well, stop by Greenville Auto World and register to win tickets to see the Pirates play. Greenville Auto World has supported the Pirates for 47 years and will be drawing for free ticket winners weekly. Need an oil change or new tires? Remember Greenville Auto World for all of your vehicle service needs. And if you're shopping for something new, visit driveherenow.com for the best selection of cars, trucks, and SUVs. Greenville Auto World. Pirates supporting Pirates. It's bow time. Chicken or biscuits? That's an impossible choice. How can you decide between Bojangles' perfectly crispy, boldly seasoned chicken or their fluffy, made-from-scratch buttermilk biscuits? Well, the good news is you don't have to. With a Cajun chicken filet biscuit, you get the best of both worlds. An all-white meat chicken breast marinated with a bold blend of seasonings and served up on a fluffy, golden buttermilk biscuit. When it comes to real-deal southern flavor, there's no reason you can't have it all. Order a Cajun chicken filet biscuit today. It's bow time. This is Will Bell. I am your current city councilman at large for Greenville. I'm running for my fourth term. I feel the most important issues in this election are safety of our citizens, bringing more jobs to our city, and making Greenville the best place for first responders to call home. I pledge that I will not vote for a tax increase, and I will work hard with partnerships like the Greenville ENC Alliance, 
Please vote for me, Will Bell, on November 7th for Greenville City Council at large. Paid for by committee to elect Will Bell. Take control of your health today with ArcPoint Labs. Are you feeling tired, exhausted, or lethargic and not able to explain why? Fatigue can be caused by a number of things such as lack of sleep, illness, or chronic disease. The ArcPoint Lab Fatigue Panel is designed to help people understand what could be causing their fatigue. Get a simple blood test today by getting started at arcpointlabs.com or call 629-6228. ArcPoint Labs. Accurate, reliable, confidential testing. Visit arcpointlabs.com. When you walk through the doors of Villa Verde, you'll experience the sights, sounds, and smells of authentic Dominican flavors. This is Jay from Villa Verde inviting you to come by and Try one of our amazing empanadas, our famous red snappers, grouper bites, seafood paella, Cuban sandwiches, and much, much more. Relax on the patio with a fresh mojito or a cold beer while enjoying one of our out-of-this-world desserts, like our rum pineapple cake or our famous stress ledges. Villa Verde on 10th Street, a platform for good and a proud supporter of the Pirate Nation. This is Garrett Saylor, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned, community-powered. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back on this Monday. Pirates fall at UTSA 41-27 to go to 1-7 on the year. East Carolina back in action on Saturday, 3.30 kickoff against the Tulane Green Wave. That game will be on ESPNU. And uh, the Green Wave comes to town ranked 21st, and they're playing for a bunch. Just playing for that, uh, that New Year's Day bowl slot and that kind of thing. So Tulane has a lot on the line and an American championship. UTSA still undefeated in the American as well. Uh, Pirates lost to them by 14, 16 point underdog, 16, 16 and a half to Tulane coming up this week. And the Bud Light pregame tailgate right here on Pirate Radio kicks off at 11.30 a.m. on another big college football Saturday. This Friday night, the first round of the state high school football playoffs. And J.H. Rose comes in the 3A playoffs as a 25 seed in the East to take on number eight seed White Oak, Will Bland joins us. Coach, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. When you look at the matchup with White Oak, uh, what do you see out of this White Oak team? Uh, um, they're they're very physical. They're big. And, you know, of course, they won a lot of games this year. And, you know, that's always a big motivation factor. I mean, like, you can go through your conference and go undefeated and uh, win your lead, and you got a lot of riding on it. So I, I think they um, – they, they prepare well, and I think they got a couple of good, great athletes out there that they can give a lot of team trouble. Their only loss was to Jacksonville. That was early in the season. Jacksonville, of course, a member of the Big Carolina 3A-4A. But I kind of look at this matchup as as if White Oak had been in your league, that White Oak might have had a couple of losses because the Big Carolina is so tough. Uh, do you feel like this is a pretty even matchup? I think it is pretty even. Um, you know, we are known for having one of the toughest conferences in North Carolina, and we can, we got, you know, it's anybody can win. So I think we're battle tested. We are, we had a non-conference slate that was real good, and like I say, on top of our conference, is real good. So I think it's, it's going to be a, a really, really good matchup for both of us. And I think the team that can go out there and execute the game plan and don't cause turnover or, and create turnover win this game. You know, this time of the year, you always have to look look at the health of your football team. How is how is your football team faring as far as as the health of it is concerned? I think we're pretty good. I know we got some guys on defense that are a little banged up, but they haven't missed a lot of action. They they've been um, grinding out, getting out and stuff. But uh, on the offense side of the ball, all the guys are healthy. Um, 
both quarterbacks are healthy, the receivers are healthy, our line is still intact. So um, with that aspect of it, I think we should be able to go out there and score some points in defense, um, just being able to rotate guys in and give some of them guys a break so we won't have to wear and tear on them. Um, it will be crucial. And we brought some JV kids up that can help us out with that also. When you look back at your season, what are some of the things that you you look back on and you wish you'd done a little differently and that kind of thing? Um, probably the some of our biggest day is um, the opportunity that stops drives or keep drives going and um, being undisciplined in that aspect of it. And you know, if you you start with somebody, you got to start with myself because you know that's all brought on the coach's aspect of. It. So we can get our kids to understand that guys, hey, even though they push you first, don't push them back. Then they always catch the second guys, and we'll be pretty good um, with the penalty aspect of it. So hopefully we can get that fixed before we start this playoff run and. Uh, and have some good things go our way um, for the last six games. How hard is that to teach, though? And take us back to your player at Havelock over to East Carolina, and, and, and you know, you're in, the, you're in the battle, and somebody, you know, takes a slap or takes a hit or says something about your mama. I mean, how hard is that not to retaliate? Oh, it's very hard. I mean, like, I know um, back when I played, I mean, like, they wanted to, they always had said something. I played at Havelock, so we were pretty good. And you just got to have the mindset, hey, um, they're going to say what they want to say. They're going to try to get you out of um, your comfort zone, get you out of character, and you don't want that because, especially in college now, everything's on film. They can always see what you did. So with the high school kids, like, hey, be uh, humble enough, be gracious enough that, hey, if they're talking about you, doing something good. Because if you're awful, they want to be saying one thing to you. I was at uh, one of the Newburn games after everything that happened at Newburn, and I won't say the team, and you could probably figure it out, but uh, the, some of the kids on the sideline were yelling at the secondary for Newburn, and they were saying, How'd that grade turn out? And how that, you know, and, and that's got to get under your skin because obviously we all know that, you know, the Newburn lost a lot in that whole deal, but, but that's the kind of thing that, that's, that's tough to not retaliate to. It is, it is, and like trying to tell, I'm trying to tell our kids that too because you don't want to give another team motivation, and that's just giving them some motivation. All right, well, you, you want to say something about that? Then we can go out here and show you. So, and I, I, I pro that guys just just because that happened to them. This is a team that was five and one, and unfortunately, some bad things happened to them that they had to drop them five games, but they're still the same team that was five and one, and. uh and that's just undisciplined by us by going out there and saying stuff like that. So, like I said, we want to try to fix that, get that turnaround. Try, try, I want to, I want to create some great men, not just great athletes out there, but some people that everybody in the community community can be like, hey, he was a great kid when he played football. You look at the Big Carolina 3A, 4A, Newburn, despite their problems, and they would have been a much higher seed, but they they are 10 seed, taking on Apex in the first round. Uh, as far as the 3A part of the Big Carolina 4A, 3A, Jacksonville gets a 14 seed. They'll play Acock in the first round. Havelock is the top seed in the 3A East. They'll take on 32 seed Dixon in the first round. So you got Havelock, you got Rose, you got Jacksonville, you got Newburn right there in the playoffs in the Big Carolina 3A, 4A. And that, that says a lot for your league. It does, and you know, the last couple of years, um, at least one of us has represented in the state championship game. So, you know, we're trying to make sure we continue that tradition. One of our guys in this conference, whether Rose, Havelock, Jacksonville, or a new one, making it back to the state title so they can represent our conference. And, and that's just a testimony to how good we are out here on the East. Can you compare White Oak to any of the teams you've played in the Big Carolina? 
Uh, I'll probably compare them. Um, they're talented, in the, uh, probably like South Central. They they got some talent out there. They got they got a nice line. Got some good guys on the front line that can help them help them out. The quarterback is pretty decent. So I'll I'll compare them to South Central. Yeah, have you checked on Chris Cherry lately? Has he has he put that whistle back on? Is he trying to sneak back out of the basketball? I don't know, but you know it's it's totally different. You know, this is a learning experience for him. Totally different going from uh, basketball to football, and um, like I said, you um, the first couple games, you, you know, you get sometimes you get a, um, a different sense, and then you got to get in our league, and then you got to you got to wrap it up, or you got you find out you got some um, other teams out here that are really really good that you got to try to be prepared for. So I think he's I think he's doing a good job. I think he learned this year, and I think that'd be better next year. I think so too, and I have the utmost amount of respect for Coach. Cherry, so I say that with a smile on my face. But I love watching him as a basketball coach through the years, and and I was shocked when he when he made the announcement he was going to take over for football. And I talked to him a couple of times during the season, and I always joke with him. I said, "You got that whistle ready to go?" But uh, he's had some great basketball teams through the years, and I think he'll he'll, he'll be he's got to be probably the best candidate over there to try to turn that thing around uh, for South Central football. Well, before we let you go, what has to happen right for the Ramparts to win on Friday night? Uh, we gotta be disciplined. And, um, we gotta go out there and we gotta have that hunger um, that we lost um, after we started losing. I think that we won that three-game winning streak. We had that hunger back in us, and then we lost to Newburn, and that kind of went away. So we get out there and get hungry. Offense do their jobs, uh, what they're capable of, getting the ball in the end zone, throwing um, great passes, and the defense capitalize on turnovers and just flies to the ball. Then I think we'll we'll be able to come out victorious. Sounds good. Thanks so much, Will. Good luck this week. J.H. Rose on the road in Jacksonville, North Carolina at White Oak. Uh, White Oak Vikings and the Rose High Rampants in the first round of the state playoffs. Good luck, Coach. All right, appreciate it. Thank you all. All right, that's Will Bland, head football coach at J.H. Rose. We'll take another commercial break. Coming up next, the newest member of our Not On Your Side sports staff, Zach Kaplan. He is on the road today to go see his beloved Celtics taking on the Wizards up in uh, D.C. So we'll talk to him on his way and have some more for you after this. Have you ever seen those exotic aquariums like the guys do in Las Vegas on television? You ever thought about having one of these aquariums in your business? It's more affordable than you think. This is Hal Pruitt with rentafishtank.com. We can make having an aquarium in your business turnkey with no work, cleaning, or hassles for you. Rentafishtank.com creates a relaxing atmosphere and keeps children occupied. Rentafishtank.com already services many dental, pediatric, and doctor offices, plus hospitals and senior living centers. Check us out at rentafishtank.com. It's Bostick Suck Furniture's big anniversary blowout, and we're celebrating it in style with huge anniversary savings on hundreds of items in stock, plus six months special financing. Experience the most restful, rejuvenating sleep ever on a comfortable mattress at a very comfortable price with up to 48 months special financing, plus in celebration of our eight decades in business, register for over eight anniversary giveaways during the big anniversary blowout at Bostick Suck Furniture. The Rick House is Eastern North Carolina's premier restaurant and bourbon authority. Jefferson's, Basil Hayden, Woodford Reserve, and a Midwinter Night's Dram are just a few of the incredible bourbon options. The Rick House features the very best steaks and fresh, made-from-scratch pastas. The Rick House can host your corporate event or special parties in the 3,000-square-foot banquet hall. Join the Rick House for Sunday brunch from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. and for the wine tastings on the last Friday of every month. The Rick House. 
East Coast Grading and Utilities is your source for clearing, hauling dirt, and concrete work. East Coast Grading and Utilities handles all sewer and water issues as well. I'm David Vaughn. Whether putting in a new subdivision or helping you with any and all of your drainage problems, I can get the job done. Call me at 531-7494. No job is too big or too small. East Coast Grading and Utilities. Friends helping friends. 531-7494. For East Coast Grading and Utilities. This is Talbot Green with Integrity Home Mortgage. Are you ready and pre-approved if the home you want to purchase comes for sale today? This is a very important step when trying to purchase a home in the current market. Integrity Home Mortgage offers a wide variety of loan programs. Our team of Talbot Green, Braxton Green, and Joanne Weir has over 50 years of experience and is committed to providing you with the superior customer service you deserve. To get started, call me, Talbot Green, 714-2076. Talbot Green, NMLS, 120331, for informational purposes only. Integrity Home Mortgage Corporation is equal housing lender. NMLS 208516. UBE and are proud to offer the Pirate Nation its largest inventory of ECU merchandise and tailgate supplies ever. UBE has the best prices in town, so that makes UBE your one-stop shop for all things ECU. UBE does daily restocks of Champion, Adidas, and Under Armour. Don't forget to bring your young pirates to plunder the Crow's Nest, which is the only kid's store dedicated to ECU. Plenty of free parking in Uptown Greenville. Visit them online at PirateWare.com. Go Pirates! Pirate Radio. You know, if you're going to put your name on something, it better be your best work. The voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned utilities mean local control, low rates, and high reliability. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back on this Monday. Joined now by the newest member of our Not On Your Side sports staff. Zach Kaplan recently took the job for our weekend sports anchor, weekday sports reporter, and we've had him working the first day he came to town. We had him out there working. But he is on his way to see his beloved Celtics play tonight up in our nation. Capital. Zach, how's the drive going so far? It's going good. Uh, I would say uh, I'm in Virginia. I've been told to take it slower here, so <laughs> to, uh, to stay within the speed limit, I was advised to do that. So this is the 995. Weather's beautiful. Hopefully, it's all the Clint tonight. All right. So, have you got your tickets yet? Are you going to get that ticket when you get there? Yeah, I got my tickets. Uh, meeting up with the buddy who's also a Celtics fan who lives in. Uh, it lives in D.C., so um, yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be right above where the planes fly when they're uh, landing in uh, Dallas. So <laughs> we'll be right up top there. Oh man! Well, well, good luck with that. Get a chance to see your favorite team play. Now, Zach's Zach's an odd character is for, for some things because now he comes to us from from Montana, but he's originally from Boston, and the man can literally turn on his accent and turn it off. So, Zach, I'm going to ask you what your favorite NFL football team is, and you give it to me in your Boston accent. What's your favorite NFL football team? Yeah, well, no, well, normally Brian, they they call him the past, but I'll tell you, it's the uh, New England Patriots who uh, lost in Miami yesterday. Still getting over it, but whatever. <laughs> that's to me, that's amazing. Now, is that is that when you go back home to Boston? Is that how you talk, or do you, do you because you've got like a Southern accent from via out west? Yeah, you know, I don't know. I mean, everyone when I go home, everyone's talking about Matt Jones. Can't play quarterback. Can't throw the ball. Throwing it away. Can't throw it away. Just throw. Get picked off instead. It's just awful. That's how they usually sound. Bad. Wow, that's that, that's truly truly incredible. Now, what have you found? Okay. 
Then what have you found so far the biggest difference in covering sports in Montana and covering sports in Greenville, North Carolina? Well, I'll tell you, the biggest difference this past week was that there wasn't 10 inches of snow on the ground and it wasn't 19 degrees. Wow. Some of my friends uh, back out west. Uh, in all seriousness, though, I think it is the um, it, it, it's the, the passion and the amount of attention that people pay um, to our reporting and to you know the, the, the intensity that people have. Um, certainly with the TCU football season, like I've I've seen that play out more in a negative way so far. But I mean, hopefully as we get into pirate basketball, it'll play out in a little bit of a more positive way, and then in the baseball as well. So definitely the passion and uh, the attention that people pay. Um, and, and just how, how, how into it people are. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, when I speak to elementary schools and I talk about what we do in the sports department, when I talk about the pyramid, and the top of the pyramid is East Carolina athletics and, and all the high schools and everything that we do with that. And then we kind of branch out with, you know, regional-wise because we keep an eye on the ACC, especially the triangle with NC State and Duke and North Carolina. Uh, we venture out to Charlotte for the Panthers and the Hornets and, you know, we do NASCAR and, and it's kind of, it kind of broadens out. Then, then the national scope. Obviously, if there's a big national story, we you know we do with that, deal with that. But you know, this time of year, you know, we got soccer playoffs coming up tonight. We've got volleyball playoffs, uh, the fourth round uh, coming up. I think it's the fourth fourth round. Uh, everybody lost in Pitt County, though. That was a shame because Aiden Grifton Conley and uh, J.H. Rose all fell in their matches. So uh, that was a disappointment from this past weekend. But but still, because usually one of those teams, Rose or Conley, usually they're in the state finals and you're dealing with that this week, trying to get that thing covered or whatever. But uh, you got football playoffs. we got those coming up this week, and that's always – that's the most exciting time of the high school football season. And you've hit the ground running with touchdown Fridays. You've kind of seen some of that. But uh, it is it, – that's the thing I've liked the most about it in all these years I've been here because I think people from the outside looking in say, you know, how did you find Eastern North Carolina? How did you find Greenville You know, to stay there that long? What is there to do? And, and in sports, there's plenty to do. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the cool things to add to that, Brian, has been, you know, like a lot of the games I've been at haven't been like the A and 4A schools so far. It's been kind of the the two-way schools that have been, that have this like real passion at the games. And, you know, I'm going to them. Like, I don't know what to expect, obviously. Like, I'm just coming in. But I think it's been, like, I went to that game at uh, Southwest Edgecombe this, this past Friday at Wallace Russell the week before. And people are into it. The field is basically surrounded with fans in both environments, and I've gotten lucky. I don't know. I did something right. You've been sending me to the game of the week, but like it's been it's been really cool to see like just how Inuit people are, and you know people already know who I am. Whether that's a good thing or not, it's a hard face to forget, I guess. But it, it's it's been really cool for me to see. Uh, even just off the bat here. And really, when you think back to two of the best games of the season, uh, the Wallace-Rose Hill game with East Dupin, that was just an amazing atmosphere, amazing game. And then you look at the uh, the matchup between West Craven, who had won two straight EPC crowns, Mike Twitchell and company, really good team, having to play on the road against Southwest Edgecombe. And that game went down to the wire. went down to a field goal. The Cougars kicked to win that thing. So uh, it, it's really just, just you know some great matchups and, and and when, sometimes those matchups don't turn into great games, but but a couple of those did. Exactly. And, you know, we put them as our games of the week. You know, like, like, like at the end of the day, it's just guessing that it's going to be a good game and live up to the hype. And when we put our rankings out that, you know, two of, the, two of our nine rankings play each other, like you hope it'll be 
at that level, and uh, certainly it has been the last two weeks. And now I'm just curious to see how the playoffs go. And we're getting into the busy season. I people always ask me. I'm sure they ask you too. Like, what are the busiest times of year? It's like mid October to Thanksgiving when it's kind of crossover season, and then mid February to mid March when you're when you're in the basketball postseason i don't know if you agree i feel like those are the busiest times that we have on the calendar yeah and, and they are and those are those are two great the only time we really slow down is whenever east carolina is eliminated in the baseball whether it's the regionals uh, super regionals hopefully we're going to get to omaha one of these days but but as soon as that happens you know the schools are out uh the state championships in baseball and softball have just been completed so everything slows down and then all of a sudden it's august 1st and, and Clip, Clip can laugh about this because I say it all the time, but once you hit August 1st, I mean, the football season's an absolute blur, and I say it all the time that, that all of a sudden you end up, you know, it's Thanksgiving, and it's not quite Thanksgiving now, but, uh, you know, you're looking at, it's not, it's just around the corner, you know, it's 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 almost there, so um, we're getting ready to hit the month of November coming up later this week, and it's just, it's an exciting time. When you look at, at, at the playoffs, we always struggle with trying to find a game of the week, because when you look at the playoffs, Playoffs, they're all games of the week because that's the that's the biggest game because if you lose you're out but I think this week for our game of the week is Farmville Central as a 14 seed is going to take on 19 seed Southwest Onslow and Southwest Onslow has pretty much proven they can play with just about anybody but they're going to go on the road to take on high flying Farmville Central so we're planning on that for our game of the week and then we've got a conference matchup from the Eastern Plains Conference a rematch North Pitt and West Craven uh, West Craven will be favored to win that game but still that's a uh, that's a pretty good matchup and it's a, I hate that you have to play a conference team in your first game in the playoffs but they changed that a while back and they uh, allowed that to happen and I, I don't I don't agree with it but I, th- and I think the coaches would agree that they don't agree with it as well I don't know if you know this or not but before we let you go I wanted to share this with you that today is a sports equinox the only day in 2023 where all four major U.S. sports leagues the NFL the NBA Major League Baseball and NHL hold games on the same day and it's only the 29th day it's ever happened so how about that little stat for you that's amazing and yeah. brian if they had put if they had put your cowboys on tonight on monday night football we would have had just a sports equinox just in dallas yeah we've had the cowboys rangers stars and mavs all playing at the same time wow Missed opportunity for the NFL. Well, missed opportunity there. But not a missed opportunity for those Cowboys because they looked pretty good yesterday. But uh, it's a long season, and we've seen we've seen the highs and the lows so far of our Dallas Cow- my Dallas Cowboys, and uh, we just hope they can continue on. Zach, what uh, what else have you got planned for this week? When are you coming back home? Well, I'll be uh, probably back tomorrow. Uh, well, we got we got a signing ceremony Wednesday night. That'll be pretty fascinating up at North Pitt. Yep. Um, so. Looking forward to that. Saw your email uh, as I was getting ready to leave town, and uh, and yeah, just getting ready like we like you mentioned before the playoffs, and then East Carolina hosting a rank two lane squad on Saturday. I mean, miracles do happen. I don't know, uh, you know, what, what, what it's going to be like as far as crowd and excitement, but uh, you know, certainly uh, stuff going on this week, and uh, we'll get through this. I love that a cold front for me now is considered in the fifties. 
when uh, it used to be in the in the teens or below zero. That's that's a nice welcome thing. I was living in North Carolina now. Yeah, that's that's a little bit different, isn't it? All right, the uh, yeah, we, we got a couple of things coming. Conley baseball's got a big signing day coming up on Thursday as well, so uh, that'll be coming up as well. And then uh, uh, the Tulane game, I think the Tulane game is going to be much like the UTSA game, where uh, East Carolina is just going to have to figure out a way to, to, to stay in it. And if they get a turnover or two, and and the Pirates got one uh, in the uh, San Antonio game, pick six, but they just you know if they can create a couple more and get a better chance, but. Uh, We'll just have to see how that goes. The Florida Atlantic game time was just announced, and that's coming up uh, 4 o'clock kickoff uh, in Boca Raton, Florida. We had a chance to go to Boca Raton last year when the hurricane game moved the South Florida game down to Florida Atlantic. So uh, that's a trip to Boca Raton. That's on November the 11th. The Navy game has already been announced as a noon start in Annapolis. So uh, those are some game times, and the Tulsa game for the season finale has yet to be announced. All right, we're going to let you go, Zach. Drive safe all the way up to D.C. Enjoy the that game tonight we'll kind of keep an eye on it for you see if those celtics win for you but we certainly appreciate you joining us today and we certainly appreciate you coming to greenville to work with us and we look forward to you being here for a while yeah thanks for having me and uh don't forget to pack your flip-flops for book or Rathone. i hear you i'll do it zach kaplan joining us we'll take our final break and then we'll wrap things up on this edition of the brian bailey show for you right after this Wings Over has always been a great go-to for dinner or a late-night snack, and it still is. But did you know you don't have to wait for dinner to get Wings Over? That's right. Wings Over Greenville is now open for lunch seven days a week. Get Wings Over for lunch and have it delivered right to the office. Wings Over also caters so everyone at work can enjoy. Wings Over Greenville has over 20 flavors to choose from, including the limited edition Cajun garlic flavor. Order today by going online at wingsover.com or by calling 758-9464. Wings Over. They deliver. The arrival of fall also means the arrival of new clothing at Russell's. Hey, it's Russell, and we're gearing up for a new season. New color, new texture, new styles, and even a few new lines. Whether it's game day, school day, church day, or wedding day, we have you covered. It's all the quality clothing lines you've come to love and enjoy at prices you can afford. We're open 10 to 5, Monday through Saturday, and have a great rear entrance for your convenience. Alterations are provided and handled in-house. A clothing store to meet your every need. Russell's Clothing in historic downtown Washington. Hey y'all, this is Lisa with Halloween Express and the countdown to Halloween has officially started. We are celebrating our 25th anniversary of being Greenville's premier Halloween superstore. Halloween Express has all the Halloween fun from adults to kids. We got you covered with the largest selection of masks, decor, and more. Halloween Express is easy to find right next to Target. Come by Halloween Express today and let our friendly staff help you answer the number one Halloween question. What are you going to be? Halloween Express. Get holiday shopping done today at Naughty Life in downtown Washington. This is Gina from Naughty Life, and our store is stocked with the best gifts for your family and friends. Need a new Yeti cup or cooler? Then you can find it here at Naughty Life. Looking for some jewelry, sunglasses, or cool new apparel? Come to Naughty Life today. Also remember, we offer free gift wrapping and great customer service that will help you find a gift for the hard-to-buy person. Enjoy less holiday stress and more fun at Naughty Life on Main Street in downtown Washington. 
Hey, Pirate Nation. Lindsey Gray here with Carolina Caliber. Dove, ducks, and deer, it's that time of year. And we've got the guns and all the gear. When you're not getting rowdy at Dowdy, enjoy browsing our online store and take your pick from the largest selection of firearms and accessories in Eastern NC. Be sure to check out our weekly hot deals. And when you're ready, head to Carolina Caliber. Our friendly and knowledgeable staff are ready to lead you to the perfect treasure. Carolina Caliber on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. It's a time-honored tradition. Looking for a hometown service in a hometown atmosphere? Look no further than G.W. Walker & Sons in downtown Washington. Randy and Carolyn Walker will work with you to make your home renovations come to life. At G.W. Walker & Sons, we offer a wide selection of flooring for your home, office, church, or school, along with expert installation. Stop by G.W. Walker & Sons at 203 West Main Street in downtown Washington, and let's start making those dreams come true. G.W. Walker & Sons, serving Eastern North Carolina since 1946. Go Pirates! This is Parker Bird from ECU Baseball, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, working for our community, not for shareholders. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back as we wrap things up on this edition of The Brian Bailey Show. High school football playoffs kick off on Friday night. Newburn, the 10 seed, hosts Apex in that matchup. Havelock's a one. They'll take on Dixon at home. Jacksonville's a 14. They'll take on Acock. And as we said, Rose, a 25, will go on the road to take on White Oak coming up this weekend. Uh, North Pitt is on the road at West Craven. Green Central is at Wallace Rose Hills. We get down here, and Farmville Central is at home against Southwest Onslow. So a lot of action with some local teams. Uh, you win and advance and lose, and you break out the basketball sneakers to get ready for the hoop season because the high school football will end. But it's the first round of the playoffs. Exciting time in high school football. Soccer playoffs kick off tonight around the area. Several local teams will be involved in that as well. So wish them is the best of luck. Again, Brian Medor joining us earlier. I want to thank him. Will Bland, head coach of J.H. Rose. I want to thank him for his time. And, of course, Zach Kaplan, the newest member of our Not On Your Side sports staff, on his way up to D.C. to see his Celtics play the Washington Wizards. I want to thank those folks. Uh, Mike Schwartz was supposed to be with us. He had something come up. But he promised to be with us later on in the season. We'll hold him to that promise for sure. Pirates take on Farum coming up on Monday to tip off the basketball season. Have yourself a great sports week, and we'll see you back here next Monday on the Brian Bailey Show. This has been the Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, and also brought to you by the Angus Grill, Bostic Sug, Bojangles, East Coast Grading, Gavigan Insurance, Greenville Auto World, Papa John's, Greenville Utility Company, Pepsi, The Rick House, Taft Taft and Hagler, and Tiebreakers. Join us next week for another edition of The Brian Bailey Show, right here on Pirate Radio, 93.7.